Well, praise the Lord. This is Pastor Jerry, once again, bringing you the Word of God. It is always an honor, always a privilege to bring you the Word. Praise God. So grateful that you're connecting with us. Once again, we're going to jump right back into Romans 8. Praise God. My favorite chapter. Hallelujah. Romans 8, verse 5 is where we're going to start. Of course, we're talking about the law of the mind. Amen. Been kind of working through a series, chipping away at it. Verse 5, let's do a little review. Verse 5 of chapter 8 says, For those for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. In other words, set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded, fleshly, earthly minded, here we go, is death, ruin, destruction, despair, Nothing good there. Amen. But to be spiritually minded, that was your mind set on spirit things. Amen. It, re, it leads to life and peace. Amen. Wholeness, completeness. Praise God. That absolute life, that abundant life, that life of God. Amen. It goes on to say, because the carnal mind is enmity against God. In other words, a mind that is locked onto natural things. Uh, it makes it real clear that it wars with God. It's enmity against God, or it literally means to fight against. It fights against God. For it is not subject, in other words, or uh, reflexive uh, to obey is that word is what it means. But in other words, it, it can't follow. It can't obey. It won't subject itself to the law of God. In other words, the principles of God. Nor indeed can be. And I think if I remember uh, right, we uh, last week kind of, Kind of focus a little bit on that a little bit, just the fact that when you think about how serious that is, nor indeed can be. In other words, when your mind is set on natural things, it is hard uh, to, to move toward the things of God, all right? It is rather difficult. And in fact, it says here, it cannot happen, all right? So anyway, let's define a few things back up in verse 5 for those that live according to the flesh. Set their minds on the things of the flesh. Now, this is the word... Uh, that means to aim one's affection or to aim one's attention, all right? To exercise, entertain, or to interest the mind. It also uses the word mindful. It's another word that means the same thing. But if you think about it, back in uh, Romans 7, verse 23, it talks about uh, the law of the mind. Paul is talking about in chapter 7 and 8 here, talking about the warfare that takes place. Uh, between uh, the mind, between, uh, I mean, pardon me, between the flesh and the spirit, amen. And obviously what determines that is this thing called the law of the mind, which means attention determines direction. In other words, whichever direction your, aim, your mind is aimed at, whatever you aim your mind towards, determines how you're going to live, how you're going to conduct life, how you're going to go down the road of life, so to speak, or how you're going to navigate through life, however you want to word that. But the bottom line is this, it's all determined on where the mind is set or where the mind is aimed at or the attention. Attention determines direction, the law of the mind. Amen. Of course, we've been focusing on that the last several weeks. Amen. Again, today, we're going to talk some more about that. Another uh, quick word here, uh, Colossians 3, uh, verse 2 says, Set your mind on things above and not on things above of the earth, praise God. In other words, keep your mind on things above. Now, if you kind of back here in Romans 8, he talks about, you know, where you set your mind determines what you live according to. If you live according to the flesh, 
it leads towards ruin, destruction, despair, death. If you put your mind on the things above, amen, it, you start living according to the Spirit, amen, which now means, praise God, you're living a life of life and peace, praise God. Obviously, to me, very simple, amen, but it comes down to where you set your mind. Now, let's define this thing about according to flesh, according to Spirit again. According to flesh is referring to human nature, Okay, uh, whereas the according to the spirit is talking about the God nature. Okay, now when you start thinking about human nature, you know when you think about the flesh, a lot of times your mind starts going to things of depravity, immorality, those kind of things, corruption, all that kind of stuff. Which obviously it includes those kind of things. But this particular uh, statement, according to the flesh, when it's talking about setting your mind on things of the natural, it's, it's referring to uh, more about. Uh, the natural human strength or ability, or let's see, make sure I get this defined right, refers to a man's own strength, power, or natural ability. Okay, there it is. So in other words, what he's talking about when you set your mind on things of this natural realm, things of this earth, you begin then to live according to your own abilities, your own strength, your own tendencies, whatever it may be, pretty soon you're not leaning on the abilities of God, on the strength of God. You're now starting to carry everything out in your own ability. So that's why it's so important to set your mind on things above. Otherwise, you just try, you just start living life down here like everybody else, even those outside uh, of the kingdom of God. And, you know, they're all out there working, struggling, straining, uh, you know, trying to accomplish, trying to do, you know, trying to somehow raise their families and, and, you know, do their jobs and all that kind of stuff. And we're not making light of any of that. But what we're saying is outside of God, it becomes a pretty, pretty strong, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to do. Amen. But he's saying if you put your mind on me, now you start living according to his nature, according to his strength, his power, his abilities, praise God. And if you begin to do that, all of a sudden life becomes a lot easier. Now you're on that road of life and peace, that absolute abundant life, that life of God, hallelujah, praise God that you're called to. Amen. Now, with that said... Um, today we're going to jump into the book of Psalms a little bit. We might spend most of our time in the book of Psalms from here on out. And I'm going to go to chapter 2 of Psalms. And uh, we're going to talk about this thing called the mind's eye. Amen. I kind of touched on it just briefly last week. Kind of made uh, the statement that we we're going to be doing that. And so that's exactly what we're going to do here today. Amen. So the book of Psalms, please. And I'm going to go to chapter 2, as I said. Hallelujah. Chapter 2. And um, we're just going to kind of let this thing un unfold a little bit here. Um, chapter 2. I'm going to go to like verse 1, read a few verses here. It says, Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel ag together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in uh, derision, okay, which means mockery or ridicule or humiliation, okay. Now, the reason I read this, it kind of looks like more of a negative, which it actually is. It's talking about more of a negative thing here, but I'm trying to define a word here, and that is in this verse 1. He goes on to say, why do the nations rage? Okay, now this particular word here is just talking about uh, poor behavior, uh, wrong behavior, we could say. But it says, and the people plot 
a vain thing. Okay, plot a vain thing. I believe the, uh, uh, the old King James might use the word imagine. They imagine a vain thing. And that's the word we're going to look at here today is this word here, imagine, okay, is daga, is the Hebrew word, and it means to ponder, now hear this, it means to ponder, to mutter, to talk, or to speak, it refers to meditate, okay, which is a lot of other places here, this word is, is used, meditate, amen, but it means to revolve before the mind's eye, so you're taking something and you're now revolving it before your mind's eye. Amen. This is what this word means. So in context, it's talking about a people who are imagining, bringing before their mind's eye an evil thing here, obviously. Now, obviously, I don't want to, you know, just focus on the evil part of this, but there, he's trying to show how people, amen, will begin to use that imagination, th bring things before their mind's eye in a negative way and how it produces a negative result. In fact, in the book of Genesis early on, you know, we see where the, 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 the people are building this Tower of Babel. Okay, they're all come together. They're working together. And they're, they're trying to build this thing called the Tower of Babel unto God. And the whole idea is that trying to elevate themselves, so to speak. It just ain't a good thing. And it just says that, that uh, in, uh, in Genesis that now nothing that they propose or imagine, that word, same word as we're looking at here, uh, to do will not be withheld from them. And the Lord is just showing them, and through that reference, and this is Hebrews 11, by the way, uh, or probably Genesis 11, it, it's referring to the power of the imagination. When people imagine something, here we're seeing in Psalms 2, they're imagining a vain thing. It's a wrong thing, and it's producing a wrong result. All right? So he's just showing the power uh, of this thing called the imagination, the mind's eye. When you begin to put things before the mind's eye, all of a sudden now, amen, the law of the mind, where your attention is, determines a direction. All of a sudden now you begin to live according to that. And it's amazing what you can accomplish just by where you put your attention, all right? And they're trying to bring this out here in this text. Now, uh, enough of the negative side. Let's look at the positive side of this, all right? If you will go back up here to Psalms 1, we're going to kind of see some of this. It says, blessed is the man, verse 1 here, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, okay? Not in the counsel or the advice or uh, the suggestions of the ungodly, okay? Nor stands in the path of sinners, okay? And this word here uh, just means the course or course of life, mode of action kind of thing, the path of sinners. Uh, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. That's a mocker. Uh, that word means uh, somebody that dis is disrespectful is kind of what it is. So it's warning here that the blessed man doesn't, you know, he guards where he walks, where he stands, where he sits. Okay, we've, most of the time we'll read Psalms 1, we kind of focus on that. But you kind of get down here a little bit further and it says, but his delight, in other words, this blessed man, his delight, all right, his desire or value is in the law of the Lord or in the word of God is what it's talking about. And in his law or his word, he meditates, there it is, day and night. That's actually the same word, the same Hebrew word that we showed you in chapter 2, amen, talked about in Genesis, amen, the same Hebrew word. And he goes on to say that this person that puts their, their attention or their imagination or brings before their mind's eye the word of God. Okay, so now we're seeing somebody that's 
focusing or giving their attention on the right thing, and then what begins to happen? Well, now the same thing, the law of the mind kicks in. Attention determines direction, okay? So now their attention is in the Word of God, and it says then that they shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. In other words, they're now they're becoming, amen, they're beginning to grab a root system and coming alive and growing and developing here. And it says that brings forth fruit in its season. In other words, now it's barren fruit, praise God, whose leaf also shall not wither, amen, and whatever he does shall prosper, amen. And that's just bringing out the power Amen. And what happens when somebody puts their attention uh, in the Word of God, the ways of God, the things of God, the thoughts of God, amen, and as a result of it, praise God, now, amen, using, be brought before the mind's eye, and now what happens, attention determines direction. Now they're developing, they're growing, they're maturing. Now they're uh, bearing fruit, good fruit, praise God. And in other words, praise God, as they, you know, their attention now is determining a direction, their attention now is determining, praise God, that roadway of life and peace that begins to manifest as a result of bringing the Word of God before, uh, before their attention or before their mind's eye, we could say here. Amen. It goes on to say here in this same psalm, the ungodly are not so. They are like the chaff uh, which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, and the way of the ungodly shall perish. So just again, it's just bringing out the same things we have been uh, looking at over the last several weeks. Praise God that attention determines direction. So where you begin to put your attention, amen, determines how, you, how you're going to live, what road you're going to get on, how you're going to navigate through life, what's going to be the end product here. Amen. Well, this uh, psalm here bring, makes it real clear, amen, that if you put the Word of God before the mind's eye, amen, and you're, that's what you begin to put before you and to imagine, amen, then all of a sudden you're bearing fruit, good fruit, a life that's right, a life of life and peace, praise God. Whereas the one that does not, uh, same, it's, it's a wrong road, ruin, destruction, despair, no fruit. It, it's not a good thing. Amen. Now, I want to take this moment and look at this word imagine, okay? Because, uh, as I said, a lot of times it's defined as imagine or imagination, okay? Now, the, the Webster's Dictionary, all right, I hope you're hearing this today, about this word imagine. In other words, when we talk about to meditate or revolve uh, before the mind's eye to imagine, amen, uh, the Webster's Dictionary brings out, remember this is the 1828 Dictionary, so the early one, amen, it means an idea that's formed or conceived in the mind. So when you start thinking about the imagination, that's what it's referring to, an idea that's formed or conceived in the mind, it refers to the power of modifying, here we go, modifying our conceptions by adding or combining to form, hello, and create, amen, to form and to create. In other words, in the mind, amen, he's bringing out, hallelujah, to conceive in the mind the power of modifying our conceptions or adding or combining in order to form and to create. Now, that's what the imagination was designed to do in a good way. Now, obviously, we looked at some negatives, and a lot of times, I think it's what I brought out last week, when you start thinking about uh, the imagination, 
A lot of people just look at it in a negative way because for the most part, people have used it in a negative way because of what you can do with the mind. The mind is so critical. And you think about that. And the reason I'm focusing on this a little bit today is because it's exactly how God designed it to work. That you use your mind, amen, to begin to see yourself, amen, being all that God has made you to be, to do all that God has designed you to do. God used the mind, amen, even in, with Abraham's time. He'd say, Abraham, look up. What do you see? And he'd say, well, I, I see the stars. He says, well, count them. He says, you know, he's thinking, there's, there's, there's no way I could count all these stars. He said, so shall your seed be. In other words, man, you're not even going to be able to count how big your family's going to become. He, one time, look down. What do you see? Well, I see sand. He says, well, you know, so shall your seed be. In other words, you couldn't even begin to count all that. And so he says, so shall your seed be. Amen. What he's trying to do is trying to get a picture in the mind of Abraham, amen, to begin to understand that what God is trying to speak to him, that you're going to be a father of a great multitude. And, and you're going to have a family, a glorious family that, that's going to that's grow and, and literally cover the earth, so to speak. Amen. He's trying to let it be known. Amen. That here he is at the time, a man without any lineage, so to speak. A man that's, a, you know, 100 years old, has never had a child. Amen. Now all of a sudden, he's, he, God's making these promises to him about it. So he begins to use the man's mind to begin to see yourself with a glorious family that's coming even from your own loins. Amen. Trying to bring that to pass. Do you know that even the word hope in the, in the New Covenant is a word that also refers to the picture or pictures within the mind? So when he says faith is the substance of things hoped for, he's referring to the thing that you can see within. Your faith going to give it substance. And that's why God said it's so important to, to put your attention on the right things. And as we're seeing in the book of Psalms here, that you need to put your attention on God's words. Amen. When he says, set your mind on things above, part of that is thinking about God's word, what God has said, God's thoughts, the higher ways, the higher principles. Set your mind on things above. And if you will do that, praise God, all of a sudden your faith begins to give it substance and it begins to manifest. Now you're on a road of life and peace like you were designed to walk on, praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Hope you're hearing this today. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's, uh, I'm going to kind of skip down here a little bit. Uh, let's, uh, real quick, we'll come back to Psalms. I'm going to just read out of uh, Joshua 1, because the, the, the Lord basically said the same similar thing to Joshua before he commissioned him to go uh, take the promised land. And he made a statement in, in, in Joshua 1.8, and he says this, this book of the law, in other words, this word, the things I'm saying to you and the word that I've given to you, amen, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall, here we go, meditate, there's that word again, 
amen, to begin to stir within your, or before your mind's eye, to rotate this before your mind's eye, begin to see this thing happening, begin to see this thing come to pass, praise God. Hallelujah. You will meditate, it says, on this day and night, amen, that you may observe to do it, praise God, according to all that's written in it, amen, and for then you will make your way prosperous, amen, and then you will have good success. Again, that was Joshua 1.8, but he's letting it be known, Joshua, if you're going to accomplish the things I'm trying to lead you in here, you're going to have to begin to put that in your mind, begin to stir that in your mind, that no matter how it looks naturally, you cannot be moved by the natural realm. You have got to be more moved by the things I'm saying to you than anything on this earth. And if you will begin to do that, all the words and the promises of God will begin to manifest on your behalf if you will begin to stir these things before your mind's eye. If you'll begin to imagine, amen, all the things I'm saying to you coming to pass. See the picture of things manifesting on your behalf. This is how this works, child of God. Amen. Your attention determines your direction. Your attention in the Word of God will determine, amen, a root system. Uh, you growing and developing. You beginning to bear fruit. You beginning to walk down that road, so to speak, of life and peace like you were designed to walk on, praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Let's go back to the book of Psalms again. Psalms this time, let's go to Psalms 63, if we will. We'll just kind of wrap things up in the book of Psalms today, all right? Psalms 63, uh, verse 6, 7, and 8 here. Now I want to, I want to grab hold. I want you to grab hold of this. Uh, now this is, of course, a Psalm of David here, and he says, "When I remember, this is Psalm sixty-three six. When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches. Okay, because you have been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of your wings I will rejoice. My soul follows close behind you." For you, your right hand upholds me, all right? So here we have now again, he says, when I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watch. And then he's talking about the importance of keeping God in his thoughts, amen, setting his mind on things above, amen, meditating on his God, beginning to take those, those higher thoughts and begin to stir them and rotate them before his mind's eye. Begin to see the things that I've spoken to you come to pass. Praise God. Child of God, this is how it works. Amen. When you're down here thinking down here and all that you can see in the, as far as the, the expectation that you have is all negative because everything is going wrong and you can't seem to see past it. What happens is all you're doing now is allowing the enemy to bring that kind of thing to pass because your attention determines your direction. Now, if you will begin to set your mind on things above and you begin to rotate before your mind's eye the things that God has said, the promises that God has given you, the Word of God, amen, as you begin to do that, all of a sudden now, by the Spirit of God, you begin to live according to that. It begins to come to pass, and before long, you are walking down that road of life and peace. Oh, hallelujah. This excites me. Let's go to chapter 77 of the book of Psalms, please. 
And I'll probably read a little bit more of this because I want to kind of give you a glimpse of how this can go either way, okay? All right, let's look at this. Uh, Verse 1 of Psalm 77. Oh, hallelujah. He said, I cried out to God with my voice. Okay, now again, this is... uh, uh, the, the psalmist is trying to, basically trying to lay out a whole, a whole uh, uh, pattern here, okay? Now, hang on to this. I cried out to God with my voice. To God with my voice, he gave ear to me. In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. Now, see, obviously there's something going on here. The pressure's on, right? My hand was stretched out in the night without ceasing. My soul refused to be comforted. Now, hang on to this, okay? Now, the soul is referring to his being, his mind, okay? It all starts right here, okay? My soul refused to be comforted. I remember God and was troubled. Now, this here is to to recognize, uh, to recount, or that word even mindful, but see, it's not, he's not remembering something in a good way here at this moment. It's more of a negative side of things, okay? I remembered God and was troubled. Here we go. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. Selah. No, stop and think about it. Okay. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. And that literally means I'm, I'm stressing out here. Okay. So in what's happening right now, okay, is his mind's on the wrong thing. Okay, and he's thinking about, you know, everything that's going on. And then and his, even his thought toward God wasn't even a good thought. He was thinking about uh, how come it isn't happening? Why isn't something coming to pass yet? Why isn't it changing? Uh, where's God? How come God? Why this? Why that? Have you ever been there, child of God? Well, this is what the psalmist is, go- is going through at this moment. All right, he's starting to look at everything, and everything's overwhelming him. All right, and pretty soon he's just letting himself, his mind run away with it. All right, and so his mind, his attention's on the wrong thing. And he's using his imagination for the wrong thing. He's seeing the worst. His, the picture that's being painted uh, within is a negative picture. All right, that's what's going on. And he says, uh, You hold my eyelids open. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. I have considered the days of old, uh, the years of ancient times. I call to remember my song in the night. I meditate, come on now, within my heart and my spirit makes diligent search. What he's saying here is now all of a sudden I'm making a decision here. Even though all this is going on, I'm trying to reach back and remember all the things that God has done. I'm trying to reach back and remember what God has done for our forefathers, what God has done for our families, what God has done in my past. I'm reaching back. I'm trying to set my attention on right things and on all this negative stuff. This is the transition that's beginning to happen right here. But see, you, you see, when your mind's on the wrong thing, you're stressing out. When your mind's on the wrong thing, all you can see is trouble ahead. When your mind's on the wrong thing, you can't hardly see past the negative. I mean, it just gets so overwhelming. But child of God, it's a choice. It's a choice what you set your mind on. And the psalmist is starting to recognize, wait a minute. I got to get my mind off of this. I got to get my mind on the right thing. Amen. And he says, I'm going to remember what God has done for me and what God has done for my family and my forefathers. And as a result of it, things begin to shift and change, child of God. Hallelujah. I meditate within my heart and my spirit makes diligent search. Verse 7, will the Lord cast off forever? 
And will he be favorable no more? See, he's starting to say, wait a minute. My God has never let me down. He Has his mercy ceased forever? He's asking the question. And of course, he, no, this, that's, not, that's not how this works. Has his promise failed forever? Are you kidding me? He's asking the questions to himself. He's saying, you know, my God, you know, he's always held true to his promises. He's always done what he's promised to do. Oh, hallelujah. Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in, in, uh, in anger shut up his tender mercies? He, and he's asking all these questions to himself. And then it says, Selah, think about it. Has God ever failed you, really? Has God ever turned his back on you? Has God ever forsaken you? No, he has not. And these are the answers to these questions. He's trying to, he's trying to shake himself loose and say, you know what? What am I doing thinking this way? How dare I think anything other than God's uh, word and God's promises and God's thoughts? How dare I think anything else? I'll set my mind on God and how good he is, praise God. In verse 10, he says, and I said, this is my anguish. But, in other words, all that mess, amen, that's just, that's nothing I want, amen. But I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember, amen, your wonders of old. I will also meditate on all your work, praise God, and talk of your deeds. In other words, I'm shifting gears here, buddy. I'm putting my mind on things above. I'm going to determine to put my attention on the things of God and how good God is and the things that God will do and continue to do for me. Praise God. Your way, oh God, is in the sanctuary who is so great a God as our God. Hallelujah. You are the God who does wonders. You have declared your strength among the, among the peoples. Amen. You have with with your arm, redeemed your people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph. Say, La, think about it, praise God. If God has done it for my forefathers, he'll do it for me, praise God. And that's exactly what the psalmist is saying. He said, I can let my mind go nuts and everything else go to, you know, just go to, go to pot, so to speak. Or I can set my mind on how good God is and watch God do something, praise God. Many times the reason we don't see a move of God is because we don't set our minds on the right things. We don't give God any room to move. Child of God, set your mind. When he told Joshua, set your mind on what I'm saying. You meditate on this day and night, good times, bad times, daylight, nighttime, doesn't matter. You set your attention on me. And you remember what I have promised and what I'll do, and I'll see you through this thing. And that's exactly what the psalmist is saying here, that when I shifted gears here, I got my mind set on the right thing. Now attention's determining direction. It's determining a whole new, in- or a whole new ending here, a whole new uh, you know, thing happening, a whole new road I'm on now. Now I'm navigating down the right road instead of the wrong road. Now I'm, I'm in life and peace and not stress and anxiety and fear and worry. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Let's look at another one here. Psalms 143, before I let you go here. Psalms 143. Glory to God. Verse 3, it says this. Uh, For the enemy 
has persecuted my soul. In other words, talking about an enemy coming after his mind. He has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me dwell in darkness like those who have uh, long been uh, dead. Therefore, my spirit is overwhelmed within me. My heart within me is distressed. Okay, so he's saying when my mind, when I put my mind on that kind of stuff, all this negative stuff begins to happen. But then verse 5, amen, he says, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all your works. I muse, amen, in other words, to ponder on the work of your hands. I spread out my hands uh, to you. My soul longs for you like a thirsty land. Selah, again, stop and think about it, praise God. Again, the psalmist is bringing out, amen, when I set my mind on you, it's amazing how everything begins to shift, praise God. But when I set my mind on what the enemy's doing, when I set my mind on the troubles, when I set my mind on the things that didn't seem to go right or ain't going right or whatever it may be, amen, I stop focusing on what I'm going through. I start focusing, hallelujah, on where I'm headed, praise God. Hallelujah, I purpose to set my mind on things above. Hallelujah, I purpose to meditate on the right things, to revolve before my mind's eye, amen, an expectation of God. Doing something good and glorious, praise God. And when I begin to do that, my faith begins to give it substance. Hallelujah. And all of a sudden, I'm off a road of ruin and destruction onto a road of life and peace. Oh, glory to God. Child of God, make sure you keep your mind stayed on right things. Meditate on what God has to say. Meditate on His Word. Keep before your mind's eye what God declares, what God says. Hallelujah. The promises of God. However you want to word it, praise God. Keep your mind, amen, stayed on things above. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, I kind of got myself uh, excited here today. I'm so glad, again, that you connected with us. I hope you got something today. Praise the Lord. Father, I give praise and glory for the people of God that had an ear to hear today. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, that uh, they had a heart to receive. And thank you for opening the eyes of their understanding today. For that, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Child of God, I call you blessed. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash victory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Word of Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.